It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, listeners. How is everybody doing? We are glad you are doing well. Uh, By the way, my name is Aaron Richmond. You are listening to Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people where we talk about issues in the blindness community. This evening, we are joined by someone who's expressed a lot of interest in Aaron's Opinion, and her name is Tony Williams. Welcome. How are you? Thank you. I'm great. It's good to be here. And thank you for having me. My pleasure. So as I was saying uh, a moment ago, everybody, before I turned on the recorder, I I noticed that Tony has a lot of interesting material. She basically has, and this this concept was a little new to me when I um, was reading about it, when you were explaining it to me in one of the Facebook groups, you basically have three three different podcasts and you're basically you basically have like a podcast uh station podcast you you basically have a combination of a radio station and a podcast all all at the same time all at the same time right (laughs) and i i was in i was intrigued by that because i don't know for me it's I, I really i really love what you do i love your podcast and your material material but for me it's kind of one thing or, or the other. You know, I love podcasting because of the creativity and the sense of being able to basically tell stories that hopefully yeah. that hopefully someone else has has a has a very small interest in. Or you never know. Sometimes uh, people find these stories to be very interesting. So basically, you like to talk about three things. Either you like to talk about current events, meditation, or uh, self improvement. So go ahead. Which which topic would you like to um, talk about this evening for the next maybe hour or so? And know that my podcast, you are speaking to an audience of mostly people who are blind and visually impaired. All right. Well, go ahead. Well, um, thank you. Well, I took interest in your podcast once I uh, started listening to it. And it really touched my heart because there are a lot of people out there with that disability and there are a lot of things that are talked about that a lot a lot of them don't know you know we've got all these billions of people out there and a lot of them don't know about all the new things that come out that can help and so I was really intrigued and so that's pretty much what I you know wanted to really just talk about um, sure Sure. Well, I, I really appreciate, and, and I really appreciate your kindness. Specifically, what part of Aaron's opinion intrigued you? Let's go from there. I really like that. Okay. Well, um, actually, all of it because it's well, um, all of it. Well, you're very kind. You're very, <laughs> but now, if you're going to say, you know, if you're going to say all of it, I'm going to have to have you give an example. For an example, you liked okay. all of Aaron's opinion, which is a right. odd thing to say, but I appreciate it. <laughs> if you well, liked all of it, I need a good example. For example, go ahead. Okay, for example, the last podcast that I listened to, you were speaking with a young lady, and you guys were talking about some of the new um, technology that was coming out or had just came out that helped people. Yes, that was probably a woman by the name of Melissa. Yeah, she came It was. Her. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes. she, she comes on our, our show a lot. She has a lot of interest in technology and Star Wars and things like that. Yes, okay, sure. Yeah, so that's what got me because um, my grandmother, before she passed, she was legally blind. And so that's why your podcast kind of, you know, touched me because I thought of her And not only did I think of her, but I thought about so many other people, you know, 
in that same situation who were unaware, you know, that that was different technologies that could help them. That's, I really appreciate you saying that. And, and that's, and and you know what, in that point that you just made, Tony, I've, I've never thought about my, my podcast that way, that my podcast can perhaps help others by showing them things in technology that they are not even aware of. I am, I am finding that there is always new technology that I, I am not aware of. Um, and I am 28 years old. So there's a lot of new technology that I have no interest in, unless it has to do with my podcast or my work. But if it's not about my podcasting or my work, I, I find that I find that I have limited limited patience and limited interest for things that do not directly relate to my work or podcast. I don't know. I, okay. I guess I I guess I guess I discovered <laughs> that there's only 24 hours in the day. I don't know. Maybe younger people figured out that there's not 24 hours in the day. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You're right. You're absolutely right, though. But um, like my grandmother, she had. You know, she had a lot of issues and for the family trying to help her, not really mm. knowing at the time what we were doing, we were right. trying, you know, just kind of winging it. And and, and I can imagine, indeed, indeed, and I can imagine um, that, that, that that could be very incredibly frustrating. Um, yes. Dealing with an, an elderly person and not having perhaps the people caring for her were not aware of technology themselves and then of course her being at whatever at whatever age she was would obviously probably not have been uh really aware of how much better things could have been or 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 or, or whatever with with the technology but you know people only can do the best we can that's that's the other thing there's probably always a better thing but then in my in my teaching, I have once asked my students, and I asked a lot of the people who uh, work in the IT field and IT sector. I said, you know, I got this iPhone X Max, right? And so, mm -hmm. how many more of those iPhones am I going to have to have in my life? What are we going up to? Forty six K, ninety three, and then I asked, and then I said, and then they said, well, one of them gave a really good answer. They said, well, maybe. And then I said, here's what I want to know. Will we ever reach a point in society where we basically reach a, a point of technological and social equilibrium where we say, yep, iPhone 30, that was, that's the last model, so don't buy a new one. That's the only one you're going to get. <laughs> right. And right. the student gave a very wise answer. He said, Aaron, that will never happen because people will never stop creating. I don't know. I, I, I guess I want to think that we eventually will transition away from some of the technology that we have. In fact, of course we will do that because that's what people do. Obviously, you know, 50 years from now, Zoom might seem really silly. That might be hysterical to think that 50 years ago, 50 years from now, someone was talking on Zoom. Zoom, right. what was that? You know, it's kind of odd even, even right. now. So I, I, I greatly appreciate your interest and the, the technology aspects that you brought up is really good to make me aware of the fact that uh, people are not always aware of technology and maybe I should talk more about uh, some of the, uh, you know, technology that is out there for the visually impaired and, and blind people. But yes. Right. Right. I mean, because I, I really think it's important. I, I get passionate about things, especially things that I'm kind of close to. And, you know, when I heard your podcast, it just really, it, it really touched me. Well, I'm I'm really I'm I'm really touched by that, um, and I've only been podcasting for a couple of months. I got into this um, in August because I felt. Actually, I'll tell you why I started it. Um, I started this show, Aaron's Opinion. Uh, I, it began months ago under under another name, but that's kind of beside the point. I started it because I felt that there are just not enough good podcasts out there for blind people and people with disabilities. There are a couple podcasts I listen to um, that are done by other blind people, but um, they're they're. I just feel that they kind of really miss the ability to connect with the individual. Right. And, and the fact that the fact that you reached out to me 
is showing me that my, my dream or my ambition or my motivation to have a podcast that really connects with one person. Last week, I don't know, my last recording, it was, it was a Tunisian. Now it's Tony. So the <laughs> fact that I'm able to connect with the individual right in my in my opinion makes in, increases the 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 value of of our program as a whole not saying for any second that these other great podcasts with thousands of downloads aren't good they're fabulous i love listening to them. i listen i listen to them every single day because they're they're also they're wonderful but i i feel that there's not in general in in the podcasting community i feel that there's just not enough connection with the individual not not enough friendliness where somewhere i don't feel as a listener of some of these other podcasts i don't feel that i could just go to the host and say oh hey um you know mr smith hey it's aaron from aaron's opinion hey can i come guest on your show please i never really get that impression from a lot of these people i and i'm not saying they're unfriendly because they aren't but it's just there just seems to be this big gap this big chasm between the host and the listener and i guess the shortcut that I'm trying to create is a way for you, the listener, to come and talk to me. And that's, right. that's really my goal. I, I don't know why these bigger podcasts with, with a larger following do not uh, really connect with people at an individual level. I suspect that probably they do, but because there's so much traffic and so many more people, it makes mm -hmm. it a lot more difficult. I don't know. Do you, I mean, you, you have a lot more material than me. Do you have a theory about this? Well, um, yes, you are right when you say it's not that they're unfriendly. It's almost like it's it's too busy. You know what I mean? It's almost. I don't know. No, I see. I see what you're saying there. It, it's not. They don't make it. They don't make themselves feel busy. But. I mean, I, I, I don't want to come in. That I don't know. Not sure for that. But yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but the connection is a wonderful thing, especially when you're talking about some about something that's going to help someone. I truly support what you're doing because, I mean, it's helpful. It is very helpful. And I really do hope a lot of listeners do take something from your podcast because you have so much to give and offer and it's very positive. I appreciate that. So why don't you tell us more about you, though? I mean, I looked through your material, but basically, listener, we, me and Tony, we don't, we don't know each other at all. So why don't right. you tell our listeners more about uh, maybe how you got into podcasting, uh, why, why you wanted to create a combo between the podcast and the radio station and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, no problem. Um, well, I decided to get into podcasting because I felt like there weren't enough people that were speaking up and speaking out about important things. And I felt that I did have a lot to give because, see, I'm disabled as well. I have muscular dystrophy. So, and amongst other health issues, but not only was I looking for a hobby, I was looking for something that I was going to be able to help someone. Um, and so I, you know, I dove right in and I started out with one podcast. I really did. I started out with one podcast and it was on, you know, current events and news and things like that. But because so many other people are doing that, I started to look at everything and say, well, you know what? I want to do something a little different. I want to do something a little bit new. So not only did I want to do something new, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine and they were like, well, you know, you talk about a lot of different things and maybe you should have multiple shows because you talk about a lot of different things and I thought about it and I said, well, you know, I could, and I can just kind of group those shows, you know, for those topics. Um, Cause I also do one um, for health. It's under my list talk. And um, you know, I talk about health and that was one reason. That's another reason why I contacted you as well, because I looked at your podcast. It's like, you know, it's helping. So in helping people, 
I wanted to be able to tell them, you know, the truth about, you know, things, life, my, give my opinion, of course, and, you know, listen to the listeners, let them have a voice. And so having the three different shows, it's basically so I can reach further and, you know, reach out more and let those who otherwise, you know, have great opinions, but don't get to say it or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so it's basically just a platform for us all, the, for the world, basically, to be able to speak up and say their piece about whatever the topic is, say how they're feeling, you know, receive some encouragement, because at the end of the day, that's what my total podcast network is about. You're getting help, you're getting information. Um, we're talking about what's going on in, you know, the healthcare field. We're talking about, you know, mortgage. We're talking about just everything that's going to, you know, let people vent, um, give them information, useful information. And along the way, get some chuckles out of it, you know, to make their day a little better, a little brighter. So it doesn't seem so dull and dim and, you know, hopeless. That's great. I agree. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. All right. I see why you set up three different podcasts to basically attract three different interests at the same time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah. I guess with my audience being only, I mean, I guess I, I okay. It's not a matter of, I, I, I don't want to say only, but in a sense, yeah, I'm talking to blind people. I only post this. Well, I post it on, on all of the, all of the podcast platforms, which I'm on, but Mm -hmm. the, the audience is only blind people, meaning I only, I only share it on purpose with blind people um, because I find that we live in a, in a society where people are simply bombarded with too much information that they oftentimes are really uh, not interested in, uh, in a genuine sense. So right. I'm always really, I'm actually very careful about where I share this podcast because I don't want to talk necessarily to the world. I want to talk to as many people who are blind and share my interest as possible. So I am always wow. aware of my audience. And that's, that's the key. That's the most important thing yes, it that is. I would tell anyone who wants to start a podcast. And I've encouraged other people and everybody's so nervous. It's so simple and it's so rewarding. You know, <laughs> it, anyone, anyone can get into this um with very very easily in a very actually a very low tech way as a matter of fact right and yeah so i i mean i i post this in linkedin twitter you know on my facebook page for the show so it, it definitely does get promoted for sure but the the target that you have to focus on is who do you really want to talk to well i really want to talk to people who are either blind or have another disability or simply right have a genuine interest in what I have to say. If, right. if you aren't, if a person's not interested in what I have to say, fine, but they don't have to listen. You know, there's thousands. Right. I wonder how many podcasts are on Apple. I, I don't even know, listener. I don't oh even know what God. the number is. Any, do you know, or do you have any guesses? Uh, oh, you got me there. It's been a while since I checked because there are a lot. I mean, like a lot of podcasts out okay, there. Okay, right. Well, okay. So ladies, okay. So listener, uh, we'll make sure to write that number down. So the number is a lot. Okay. Got it. Right. So at yeah. least, at least probably thousands, but who knows really? Yeah. Um, who knows for sure? Who knows yeah. for sure? I mean, it's a, it's a pool of it out there, but it's like, for me, I look at it like, is it helpful? Right. Is exactly. it really that's the key. Like you said, the listeners, um, being able to connect and see like your podcast, not only, you know, are you reaching for your intended, you know, listeners, you reach someone like me who took an interest in it because of the topics, you know what I mean? Exactly. And if my grandmother was still here and I was still taking care of her, listening to your podcast could actually help me with her just like it could do for someone wow. else. Wow. Well, that's, that's really amazing. That's, I, I'm touched by that. I, I, cool. 
Thank you for saying that. So how else, uh, the other thing that I always like to do with guests on Aaron's Opinion is I like you to tell, tell us if you want, you know, how you spend your time. I spend my time mostly teaching. Um, I work for a company that I keep to myself, but it basically teaches English as a second language online. I have students from all over the world. And when I'm not doing this, I'm either talking to you like now in a podcast or I'm trying to organize my next podcast and that's how I spend my time. How do you spend your time? Oh, let's see. Well, my time, I spend it, it gets broken up um, throughout the days. I am up and um, either working on my shows for the week or I'm actually writing a book or I'm doing graphics. And I was just about to mention books. You know, two (laughs) other people Please, please, please. I, I, I can tell already. I'm going to make a prediction and it's going to come true. On this opinion. <laughs> You're going to come on to this show because I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it if you want. You're going to come on to this show and you're going to read either read, read a portion of your book for our listeners or come on and do a um, basically a, a book review of your book where you tell people about about that. There are two other people that I've tried to tried to do that with. Several other people are trying to write books. I said, come come to me, talk to me about your book after you write it. Because right. that would be a great activity for this podcast. That would be really cool to let you uh, do that okay. if that's something that interests you. And what what is your book about? Um, it is on meditation. Okay. So yeah. that's, that would be, there's a lot of books about that topic. That's, that's mm-hmm. becoming very, very, very common uh, these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, And it's, you know, it's daily meditation, you know, just keeping yourself uh, balanced and, you know, level headed and keeping yourself functioning throughout the day, you know, getting away from stress and things like that. And just trying to live, you know, a healthy, a healthy life. That would be great. You know, that's one wish that I have that I wish for all of my students at, at my work and then anyone who listens to the show and is on the show, I, I, I do wish that people have a, have a happier and more of a positive life because I see so many, so many different problems all over the world in all these different countries that I talk to every day. People are living in, in not, not to say that our lives here, wherever we might be, are not challenging, but there are some really, really, really challenging lives that people have. Some very immensely challenging countries to live in. So yes. I, I hear about that every day. And um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of apps that are advertising when I watch my YouTube videos about these different meditation activities. Do you want to talk about those? Have you had any experience with any of those uh, mobile apps? Um, I, I haven't really dove off into the apps because I've been focusing so much time with the podcast and the writing that I haven't really checked out I pretty much kind of glazed through going through Google Play, you know, just checking to see what's on there. And I saw quite a few out there because those are getting really popular, though. Um, Some are free. And the majority I saw, you had to pay, of course. Um, But they could really be helpful for someone. Well, let's talk about that further. So, uh I mean, you, you probably actually, maybe you should not say what, what the name of it was in, in particular, but uh, mm-hmm. do, you think, do you think there are any of these apps out there that would truly, truly benefit and truly help our listeners? I mean, is there any app that you saw that's just, you say to yourself, wow, that's really going to help someone meditate in a positive way? There was, uh, I think maybe two, I can say for sure. Um, because they grab my attention and for something to really grab my attention, it has to be something really there. Um, it was the look and the feel was very easy and it was very beautiful. Um, and it was just peaceful, not even getting all the way into the app. So I think there are a couple out there that really will help. Well, good, good. Of course, just because it's peaceful getting into it. well the peaceful is you know hearing the water um water flows uh Mm -hmm. birds chirping things like that those are very peaceful and 
when you're feeling kind of, you know, frustrated or or stressed and you can sit there and listen to something like that, it can really, you know, lighten your mood and kind of take you to a more positive, you know, state of mind. Hmm. Hmm. And how do you approach the topic of meditation uh, in your book? Um, it's just, it's, it's pretty much straightforward. Um, I pretty much break down what meditation is, you know, who it's for, um, the benefits of it and, um, how to, because there are a lot of people have asked me, well, how exactly do you meditate? And, you know, I just break it down for them and I let them know it's not as hard as you think. The hardest part of it is actually sitting there being still for a while. That's the hardest part. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's the hardest part. But I let them know that, you know, once you, you know, conquer, because you start small, you know, five minutes here, you know, 10 minutes there and, you know, and it's pretty much meditation. You can make it fit for yourself because everyone actually does it differently. Some do only five minutes, some do 30 minutes, some do two, three hours, but it's basically depending on each person and what their comfort level is. Precisely. You know, um, have you ever, I'm just curious, have you ever spoken to a monk about your interest in meditation? No, but I would love to. Oh, well, I don't know any. So don't oh me. goodness! <laughs> don't, no, I don't know any. Actually, actually, one of my um, one of my students uh, that I encountered actually considered being a monk. But when you started talking about the meditation, that's mm-hmm. what it, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, that that monks spend an enormous amount of time, especially the Thai Buddhist uh, sect. They spend an enormous amount of time meditating. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very disciplined. They are very extraordinary, disciplined. extraordinary levels of discipline. Yeah. I wish I had that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of videos you can watch um, about that topic. But that's that's what it reminded me of. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I don't know if this is a good idea or a terrible idea. Maybe you should maybe you should like reach out and reach out to some uh, someone who used to live the monastic life and maybe ask them uh, what their opinion is about it. They may be able to give an interesting perspective on meditation and they might have some, some interesting, interesting things to tell you uh, about it. So yeah, that could, that could be, that could be interesting. You'd actually in this day and age, a lot of them are on YouTube. So it's pretty uh, relatively easy to reach out to uh, people um, who were in that community. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. That's a wonderful idea. I, I would be, I would, I mean, I'm, I would be interested to see what they tell you and to see once they see that, oh, you know, you're writing a book about meditation. Well, maybe we can, uh, maybe they could give you some, some, some guidance in, in a, in the best way to explain to people what meditation is from talking, from talking to them um, about right. that. Yeah. That's, right. that's a really, really interesting topic. So, I mean, how are you, um, after you write this whole book, what are you going, how are you going to publish it and who is your audience for that book? Um, well, uh, I have a publisher. Um, okay. I have, what, 10, uh, 10 books out already, um, different uh, books. And so I have one publisher um, and it's Smashwords. Um, and it's basically for everyone who has has or who have had problems with anxiety and depression, and there's no age cap on it either. Um, as long as they're old enough to read and can purchase the book or an adult can purchase it for them, um, it's, it's pretty much for everyone who struggles, um, like I said, with anxiety, depression. Um, some people just want to relax more, um, especially the ones who have, you know, really demanding jobs and they don't have any, what I call you time. We've right. always, we all have to have you time. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of us don't. And we tend to forget that the mind, body, and spirit truly does work as one. And 
when you don't take care of your body in its entirety, you're going to have a couple of problems, um, especially if your chakras are, you know, imbalanced, you know, then people tend to notice they have more headaches or stomach aches or back and knee and shoulder pains and things of that nature. Um, and it could even help with people who have uh, certain diseases and illnesses like um, diabetes, because I mean, well, let's just face it. A lot of us do not really stick to a proper diet plan to give our bodies the nutrients and minerals that they need, which can lead to chakra imbalances. And then, you know, then you have kind of bad attitudes or, you know, you kind of get depressed and kind of move away from people. It it helps with a lot of things. So it's for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's really, that's really good. Yeah. A lot. And a lot, of, I think to, in today's world, I think more and more people are, you know, meditating and doing these activities, meditation, yoga, different, mm -hmm. different relaxation activities, because I think a lot of people for many different reasons are really, really stressed out these days in particular. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really good. Really cool. Well, um, and so how do you write on any other topics or, or are you strictly a, I guess, meditation author, I guess? Well, um, I write on other things, just like my podcast network. I do several different things, so I don't burn out on one thing. Ah, I see. Um, I do, you know, I do erotica. I do um, nonfiction, um, inspiration and encouragement. I even do children's books. Wonderful, wonderful. What, mm -hmm. um, and what have you done for uh, inspiration? Um, that one isn't finished yet. I am still oh, okay. working on that one. It's two that I'm working on currently. One is uh, meditation and the other is inspiration. Good. So I kind of <laughs> keep busy. <laughs> oh, that's, and, and that's great. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing is if you, if you have written for children, I would, I would be curious to learn more, more about this. And some of our listeners, well, actually, uh, all of my listeners are 18 years or older because I kind of, um, because I don't really allow anyone who's not 18 to listen to this material. I, I of course have to be paranoid about that type of thing, but of when course. you, you know, when you, when you write for children, um, you know, sense of humor has changed. Uh, times, uh, the way that children are being raised across the world has changed oh, a lot. Goodness. So what what constitutes or what counts as a children's book uh, today? Uh, I mean, I'm 28, so it wouldn't be the same thing that I had in the <laughs> 90s, back in those days. Oh, believe me, I know. I'm, I'm knocking at the door of 40, and it has changed a lot. There are more... Ooh, let's see, adult type minded. I know it doesn't sound right, but it, it kind of fits because they're, unless they're toddlers, then the sentiment of what they think about and talk about and what they like and read and do and see, it's older than their actual age group. Hmm. These children are growing up kind of too fast, if yeah. you ask me. So it's a little different. And see, like when I write my books, it's for like the learning toddlers, you know, the alphabet, manners, you know, things of that nature, um, numbers, colors, like that. Um, oh, great. Now, older children, they're into a lot of more things that like the teenagers are into. Yeah, so they're, you're noticing that they're, they're growing up uh, at a much faster rate. So yes. Yeah, that's that is uh, that seem that seems to be problematic in a sense, but I I don't know if there's much that can be done about. I I don't know. What do you think about that? I think it's just the sign of the times because everything is moving so fast, and with them having access to technology, I mean it's taking them you know so fast. They're learning at a very fast rate. And I mean, it's going to be hard to really do a lot about it because 
the way, like you said before, the way children are being raised these days, and it's all different. You know, right. each house on the block has a different way of raising their children. And so many parents are being more friendly and being friends with their children than actually being their parents. So th that can be very problematic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's going to kind of fall on the parents on that part. Well, I know that I've said it before on this podcast, but I, I forget when I said it or who I was, I was talking to someone and I said, we will have to wait another 25 years to see how all of this technology affected the children of our country yesterday. Which yes. That, so that's the question. Wait 25 years. I and, agree. <laughs> and wait for the children to grow up and then see what the effect is. Yes. I don't know. That's, um, that, that can, that, that scares, that's, that's concerning. Uh, it is. Where, where our really? country will be it just, just with the issue of the technology thing. Mm -hmm. I'll be interested to see how that will really impact the way that the younger generations function in 25 years. That's true. It's, I think it's, they're, they feel like they're very smart. I can tell you that because they have the technology, but without the technology, that is what would show. And those younger people who think they're, who the children who think they're smart, well, they might know how to use the technology, but they don't have the experience. Exactly. My and that's, exactly. And that's, that's the problem. And that's why I think, I think it's incredibly dangerous, actually, that it we have, it was, you know what, there was someone else it was one of my previous episodes, I'm sure you would enjoy it, it where I was speaking to someone else who um, is also interested in a lot of this motivation stuff and, and helping people. And he goes, uh, he goes around to schools and mo and uh, helps schools um, who are dealing with um, issues of um, profound and severe bullying, uh, yeah. harassment. Um, did, did you listen to those podcasts? I had to up upload them separately because I wasn't on Zoom at that point. But do, do, do you remember listening to that? Oh, I'm going to have to go back and, and look for that. Uh, oh, no worries. Out. No worries. I'll, 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 I'll send you when we're I'll, I'll, I'll message it to you later. But um, one of the things that I, I made the point of saying to him is that I think that now with Facebook and now with technology, it's amazing. Facebook is wonderful and great. And I, I, I love Facebook. I'm on it every second. Facebook has built so much and it's so amazing. But here's the problem. Here's the danger. Mm -hmm. The fact that Facebook only shows me things that I like. The fact that Facebook only shows Tony things that she likes. Right. The fact, the fact that we psychologically believe that because we're only seeing the things we like, that makes us think that we're right about everything else. That right. really scares me. That really could be our demise as a modern functioning democracy, as a it modern could. democracy. That right. danger, that danger could disable our country. Yes. If not, if not our country, someone's kid. If not yeah. that, then the world. And that, I, I, listener, I want to know more. So comment below, listener. What do you think about that point? Because I think that if we're, we're in a, a society where we only see what we want to see, that's really dangerous. And I want to know, I guess, how much further is that going to go? Well, I guess wait 25 years. Who knows? Yeah. What, what, what do you think, though? I, I think it's the hurry up and wait. That's what I call it. And in this case, what do you mean there by hurry up and wait? Hurry up and wait for, for what? What do you mean there? Um, for all of the results uh, of everything that's going on. It's, that's what I call a hurry up and wait. Because we can't do anything about it, but hurry up and wait. Yeah. And, and what are we going to do once we're there? That's, oh, yeah. who knows? It's, it's crazy and it is you're right it is concerning and for everyone it's really concerning because it's almost as if people are just going with the flow instead of being cautious and aware 
and awake to what is going on out there. I, and I'm concerned, I mean, that's a different, a slightly different thing, but what I was, yes, yes, you're right. My point about it is that people, when we're on social media, we're only looking at things that we, that we want to see. And basically, I think that almost no one is looking at both sides of the equation or both sides of any story. So right. that's going to, that's going to really affect people at some point uh, in a very negative way. I fear, but I love Facebook. Post my show on there. Guys, follow my show on Facebook. It's the best thing to follow on Facebook because yes. it's on my Facebook page, so it has to be the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, besides it's positive. Why not? Why not have Yeah, why not? It's the best thing it's the best thing on best thing on Facebook, apparently. Why why not? Why not? Yes. And so I think that's, um, I think that's great that you do that. You publish some books. Um, yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you would come back and I'm sure you will and yeah, maybe read a, read a, a portion of one of your books that you think really speaks to um, adults, uh, my adult audience, um, yeah. that would be, that would be really, really amazing. You know what? I would love to do that. I would really love to do that because I want everyone to be at peace and, you know, have that ambient day-to-day stress-free as possible, because I feel like a lot of people do deserve that. As hard as people work, they deserve some them time, some downtime to unwind and truly relax their mind, body, and spirit. Precisely. Precisely. And when you are not um, doing all of those things, what are some of your other uh, activities that, that you do? Do you, do you travel? Um, things, things like that. Um, when I'm not doing those things, I paint. I do acrylic painting. Hmm. Um, I do, you know, like abstract art. Um, I, I'm a DIYer. I love doing crafts and art so i'm you know playing with uh epoxy resin you know making abstract pictures with that or i'm sitting there with my bucket of popsicles gluing and taping and you know just just having a good old time well that's really yeah art i think is really uh therapeutic for so many it is especially for me i get a lot out of it it's very beneficial um i have ptsd so that really helps me mm-hmm. doing something with my hands and you know being creative and it keeps my mind off of you know how i ended up with the ptsd to begin with so yes it really I- Really, 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 um, really interesting. Um, that's 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 excellent. Yeah, and yeah, art really uh, shows us a lot um, about a lot of different things. I think we can we learn how we express ourselves through art, and art um, is important for this one reason. And this yeah goes back to my uh, fascination. Uh, with archaeology and history. History in school was, in school history is always my favorite subject. I love talking. Really? Oh, I'll talk to anyone about history. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I love history. Fascinated by archaeology. Anytime I'm in Europe, I always want to do walking around the Roman ruins. That just, that just fascinates me. Oh, Um, I bet that is an awesome feeling. It really, really is amazing. And and I, I, I kid you not, listener, those Romans, they, they built some roads that are actually a little bit better than some of the roads we see today. So oh those, those Romans knew what they were doing. And they um, the amount of knowledge that the Romans uh, had about society and about what was going on around them in their environment uh, was quite disturbing, actually, how aware they were. And we're really? finding out just today that the pe- ancient people were actually extraordinarily aware of their surroundings and what was going on and their different theories about the universe and their environment. Some of them, some of the things they said were not accurate, but they got a lot right. And it's quite scary. It's quite (laughs) terrifying to think how many things they got right. Um, But 
the point is, is that one of the places, because French is my second language, so I've been to France three times. One of the places I've never been, I, I want to go the next time I'm there in France, I guess, is um, there are these caves in, obviously, rural France. And inside the caves, there are these beautiful paintings that ancient people painted. So oh. People have been painting for like forever. And there's evidence that people knew about artwork uh, 40 and 50 and 60,000 years ago to show that people have not actually changed very much at all. And to show that right. it's always a really good idea to express yourself through art. So yes. That, that is, um, that's something that really fascinates me. So you should keep that up. You should keep doing art and I will. Um, I mean, maybe maybe you can do um, some sort of an art podcast where you interview. Yeah, you should interview different artists from around the world and get them to talk about how they became interested in art or something like that. There, That's that would be fantastic idea. That would be that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I would. I've never. I mean, I've never met many. I met one French artist one time, uh, but mm -hmm. I have not met many artists. But I'm sure that a lot of people around the world still appreciate art. Um, and I am always impressed by uh, really good artwork, even though I'm blind, you know, I have usable vision, some vision. So I'm able to perceive the colors of things. So anytime I see um, artwork that is really perfect, you know, it really, really speaks to me. It's a really interesting, really fascinating to see how artists are able to use different colors to express uh, different things in the environment. I don't know. What do you, when you paint something, if you sit down and you say, okay, I'm going to paint a picture today after breakfast, let's say, what picture would you paint? Oh, because I'm in love with abstract art, it's, I pretty much paint whatever I'm feeling at the time. And for me, when I do it, I paint in a way so I can touch it because I'm very, I don't know what I want to call it. I can't think of the word for it at the moment. Um, but touch for me is the biggest thing about art. Basically, it's you touch. want to so you want to paint a picture where the people can really see that you're manipulating the picture and they can feel like they can almost touch the rock themselves or almost hold the tree or touch the tree or touch the flower themselves. Like that? Actually, they can with my with my painting because the way I do it, it's everything is kind of raised and you can run your fingers across it and oh, you can wow. feel it and see that's what I get out of it. It's it, it's touched for me because it's not really for me about necessarily seeing it. It's more of touching. It's the feel of it. Right. Yes. Well, it's the I would. Well, as as a as a blind person, I am interest, interested in that. I think I'm going to need to learn a little bit more about some of your artwork because that would <laughs> no no seriously. I want to learn more about that. That's really cool that you do that. And a lot of artists are making tactile. Then is the word tactile art. Um, that's it. Where that's a big thing now. Yeah. The uh, so then so then do you sculpt? Um, I have not yet, but I'm interested in it. I want to learn how to do it. Um, because that's also touch. So I'm, I'm kind of enthused about that one. I've been talking to a couple of friends about it and they were like, yeah, go ahead because you have a thing for touchy art. <laughs> well, ta well, tactile is what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really spectacular, spectacular art, um, in Europe too, where you can touch things and people, sculptors have made some really intricate designs of really Really amazing things. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let me put you on the spot. Have you <laughs> ever, have you ever created a tactile painting of a big, beautiful snake? Oh my gosh. No, I am terrified of snakes. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Because I love snakes and it's my dream pet. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh. Well, you know what? I might have to do one for you then. Well, I would, oh my God. I mean, that would, that would be, that would be bizarrely, bizarrely touching. If you, if you made me uh, a, a painting, that would be, that would be, that would be weird. And that would be, that would be both bizarre. <laughs> that would be bizarre and, and immensely, and immensely inspirational. Well, um, I, I, 
that's that's really cool. Yeah, well then maybe the other um, reptile that is super, that is actually really beautiful, that is seen a lot in paintings are um, chameleons. The the lizards in the jungle, oh, they have like yeah. a, a hook tail. And so, okay, if you're, if, if you don't see, if you're afraid of a snake, you shouldn't paint one because the, the connection uh, would not, would not be there. Um, so yeah, that's, yeah, maybe a chameleon. Um, those are really beautiful. They are. Or a, um, I can send you some, some photographs of some super beautiful things that you could try to recreate that have really interesting different patterns. Um, but that's, okay, that's for that really, really caught my interest uh your 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 motivation in in creating tactile art have you have you thought about recording an episode where you talk to other blind people about this because a lot of blind people feel um excluded from art you know what i have not but you just put it on my brain yeah you really should do that um because you would be in the market very quickly. A lot of blind people and a lot of people with disabilities feel uh, excluded uh, from art uh, for some reason. I can understand that. Which to an extent is understandable, I guess. It's kind of weird because most um, of history, historically speaking, all of the famous artists who made any, made any quote unquote living were pretty pretty crazy people a lot of them had a lot of challenges themselves actually in their own lives um it brings out the genius yes <laughs> and, the, and the crazy personality that a lot i'm talking about like the historically famous people um, yeah i mean they were those people had some really really bizarre really bizarre experiences but that's what a lot of a lot of art is it's our way of basically expressing either to i think Tell pe the same reason that people write books is basically the same reason that people paint a picture. See, right. it's, it's to tell me something that already happened is happening or will happen. It's yeah. always a story. It's you're, a story. Simply trying it. to tell, simply trying to tell a story. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, oh boy, do I do I have a homework assignment for you coming right up? Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna get you some pictures. I'm gonna get you some pictures and see. I'm just curious. To see I know. If you would even think that you could physically, you know, that you even would be able to reproduce that image in a tactile art form, still incorporating the color because, you know, I have to have all the color because I can see color. So, right. you know, that, that, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, are you in a lot of artist groups on Facebook? I'm sure there are things for that. I'm actually not. I spend well, so what's much. What's going on? What's happening here? <laughs> I spend so much time with writing and doing graphics and it's just, it, that kind of felt, well, got put on a back burner. Let's just say that. Cause I spend so much of my time and there are days to where my muscular dystrophy does not even allow me to walk. So yeah. So that's, that's kind of challenging for me because there's a lot that physically I'm unable to do. Um, mm -hmm. Because the days are roller coasters with with the muscular dystrophy, so one day you can walk, one day you can't. One day, you know, maybe the muscles in your throat isn't cooperating, so there goes podcasting for that day. That sort of oh, thing. Geez, yeah. Geez. See, that's another reason why I like your podcast because to me, it's it's not just the pretty colors. It ha it's meat and potatoes for the mind. It's soul food for the mind. And disability, since I have one, well, a couple of them, I really can connect. I see. And that's, yeah, I see. so that's why I kind of can connect. It, it's just this disabled people get looked over so much and we, we go through hex sometimes. And, you know, while everyone else is, you know, on that, that hamster wheel just going and we're looking at it like, I'm not getting on that wheel, but hello, I'm still here. <laughs> right, right. It, it, precisely, precisely. Yes. Well, um, that, um, what you said, that is, that is interesting. Yes, I, 
I, I learned about what muscular dystrophy is. Um, I, I hope, I hope and pray that there will be more advancements in in a eventual uh, cure. And at very least, I hope that you uh, have, uh, you know, some sort of. Um, I, I I don't know if this is the appropriate word, but some sort of treatment where you're able to uh, at least mitigate, I suppose, some of the. Uh, weakness and uh, you know feel feel good as as many days as possible. That's that would be my hope, and I hope that someday they will be able to cure um, that 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 disease of the muscles. It's kind of strange that we haven't cured a lot of these diseases. You know, we've gone right. on so long as a society. I'm suspicious that that part has to do with the with the uh, economics. Of yes. developing of developing testing, developing the drugs, uh, understanding the genetics of that. Yes. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I do hope they do come with a cure as soon as possible, one with less side effects as possible. <laughs> well, that's a that's a that's a totally different topic. But yeah, it seems like almost <laughs> almost every treatment has. Almost everything has an, every action has an equal and opposite reaction, I suppose. But I think that's, I think that's really amazing uh, that you do art. I think that will certainly help you uh, to, to keep living a, a happy life for, for, for sure. At very least, that's therapeutic for you. And yes. And, um, you know, depending on uh, how, how much you stick to it, well, you might be able to help. Uh, other blind people who have an interest in art, you might be able to find other other artists to come. I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I understand why you haven't done it, but I'm surprised you haven't because there is a community of artists and creators who do all sorts of art. I mean, your art sounds amazing, really holds my interest to learn more about it. There's all sorts of artists that do all sorts of art projects. Um, it's still a critical part of society. It's a part, if we pay attention to anything in society, it should be artists and what is going on in that. Uh, mm -hmm. in that in that realm but yeah, yeah what do you think what do you think about that um I think that that would be very helpful um my mom back in the day used to work in a group home and um some of the people there were blind and they love art they loved it they loved touching it and they would smile and it's like they would glow and it was just so beautiful so beautiful and that's really, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, art really is therapeutic and helps, really helps the world. You know, we've been talking for about an hour. Um, I think that this was, I do have to kind of get going here. Of course. And, and I think that this was an amazing and a really, really, really fascinating episode. Don't you worry, I'm gonna send you a message. Um, I'm gonna send you, of course, this episode when I publish it, and I'm also going to send you some pictures uh, where maybe I want to see if you can try to try to do some art and try to recreate and adapt a particular image. I'm fascinated by that. But before I sign off and before I go, is there any uh, big final sentence that you want to tell all of our listeners from around the world? I would like to uh, let them know that there's always a silver lining, and know that things could be worse so stay positive and keep listening to Aaron's opinion well you've been listening well thank you for that that was a wonderful that was a wonderful way to end couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> that that was that was Tony Williams I'm sure she'll be back on our show soon or whenever she wants by the way, if you listener want to be on the show, don't forget, you're awfully shy out there. You should email me, Opinion 6 at gmail.com. You've been listening to another exciting episode of Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people. We talked about a lot today with Tony. Everything from art to society to, well, positivity. And as I like to say, I want to wish everybody very well. God bless. God bless you all. God bless the USA. And by the way, stay safe wherever you are. Get well, stay healthy. And as I like to say, have a good day today and a great day tomorrow.
Worried about keeping up with your fave friends all summer? Or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see? Don't sweat the connect. You can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for $100 a month. Scroll the staycation pics, find your new go-to takeout spot, or catch some rays on video chat. Whatever you and the crew are into, all the data makes it all that much better. Smile. You're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply. It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.